Hey, hockey fans, welcome to Across the Pond, Hong Kong's first and only hockey podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ivany. Tonight, we're coming at you from beautiful Sunset Studio. CIHL Update is brought to you by one of our new great sponsors. And folks, if you're like me and you go through those ear pads on your headphones like crazy, you live in one of those environments where your ears are sweating all the time, then you need to check out AccessoryHouseGlobal.com. Are your headphones falling apart? Or does your cable do that annoying thing where it only plays sound from one ear? Then maybe it's time for an upgrade. Accessory House Global is your one-stop shop for premium headphone accessories. They specialize in ear pads, headbands, carrying cases, and audio cables. Whether you have Bose, Sony, Sennheiser, Beats, Fostex, Denon, or even a set of high-end focal headphones, they've got you covered. All across the pond, hockey podcast listeners get 20% off their first purchase. Use the code AHG20OFF at the checkout and boom, you're sorted. You can check them out on YouTube or at TheRealAHG on Instagram. Check out their website at AccessoryHouseGlobal.com and take your first step to reviving your audio experience. All right, last week in the CIHL, the Macau Aces took down the South China Sharks. For the second week in a row, the Aces had to come from behind. Down 3-2 entering the third, the Aces buried three unanswered goals to cruise to a 5-3 win. Tyler Doherty continues to lead the way for the Aces with two goals and one assist. His second goal of the night with two minutes left proved to be the game winner and helped him earn first star of the game. One of the league's new stars, Jesse Lucier, was the game's second star with a goal and two assists. And King Ho was the third star with 29 saves in a losing cause. The Aces are now a perfect 3-0 and leading the league with six points. This Thursday at Mega Ice, the Sharks will look for redemption as they will again face the Macau Aces. Game time is 8.30, followed by the Hong Kong Tycoons and the Kowloon Warriors at 10. Come out to Mega Ice in Kowloon Bay and take in some of Hong Kong's elite hockey league. All right, tonight's interview is brought to you by Yardley Brothers Beer. Got yourself some spicy chicken wings or delicious pizza? What better way to wash it down than with some Yardley Brothers Beer? That's right, folks. We're stoked to have Yardy Brothers Beer as one of our sponsors. These guys are known for their scrumptious sour beers, as well as loads of other delicious brews like Lamb Island IPA, Hong Kong Bastard Imperial Ale, Quit Your Job Saison, and my favorite, Machine Man Pale Ale. Want to get some of this delicious stuff inside your belly? You can find it at The Globe, Hill 65, Roundhouse, or Lamb Grill. Well, heck, even swing by City Super or The Wanch. They got some bottles there. Find yourself wandering over on Lamb Island? Yardley Brothers even have a beer shack over there. Their new location is even closer to the Ferry Pier. They'll be serving cold pints from November. Visit their website for more information at yardleybrothers.hk. All right, my guest tonight needs no introduction as usual. One of my favorite humans from the beautiful island of Prince Edward, also known as Prince Edward Island. Mr. Terry Whalen is back in the studio with yet another incredible breakdown of a classic hockey movie, the 2011 smash hit 
Goon. How you doing tonight, Terry? Yeah, good, Chris. What about yourself? I'm doing great. Happy yeah. to be here. Always good to uh, be in the studio yourself, Andy on the board, uh, the sun going down. Yep. Yeah, beautiful. We uh, got it all. What do you think of the new location? I forgot to ask you last time compared uh, to inside. Uh, well, a little more room. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Feels so, a little more open, right? Yeah. You know, uh, amongst the instruments here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> as rock stars. It, well, as close as I could to come to a musical career. <laughs> that's, uh, that's for darn sure. So I appreciate that, too. Yeah. It's, I appreciate yeah, it that. It adds an too. element. Yeah. You're... Uh, you're staying busy. Staying busy. And you're doing a little refereeing. Doing a little refereeing. May I ask quickly, how's that, how, how's that working out for you? It's great, man. I'm really happy to be part of it. Um, it's good hockey. Um, a lot of fun just to be back on the skates, to be sure. honest. You know, it took me a few weeks to, to get back into it. And, you know, things were happening a little fast out there, but things are slowing down. Hi. Uh, you know, starting to get comfortable. Um, good. Getting to know the league and the players sure. a little bit. That, sure. that helps a lot, of course. Of course, of course. And uh, yeah, build a relationship there and, yep. and continue on. I'm going to see them every Thursday, so hopefully things keep getting better. But yeah, thanks for asking. Having, yeah, I'm having a blast. Yeah, good. Good yeah. to hear. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, watching or uh, following along on the show. Some yes. Great, well, so what, some great interviews, some interesting people, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Always. Always. There's so, so many great stories to tell. Yeah. Yeah, and happy to be a part of it. So, as um, always, we have a little uh, we have a little time here, maybe yep. at the start. Yep. A little, uh, it's the off season. It is the off season. Yeah, a little hot stove, maybe to start. Mm-hmm. I got a couple of questions sure. for you. And the first uh, moves in the off season. Mm-hmm. Joe Thornton. Yeah, signed with the Leafs. Yeah. Now, now, what do you think of that move? Uh, do you know what? Like, it wasn't exactly what I thought the, the Leafs needed or were going to do. After I signed Wayne Simmons, I thought, you know, that's kind of the, the direction they should be going, getting a little sandpaper in the lineup. But then going out and getting a guy like Thornton, who's pretty much the same player as Jason Spezza, but older. You're right. You know. Um, and not many you can say about that. Exactly. Right, not yeah. many players in the league you can right. say. So just yeah, like a similar older. player, yeah. soft, and, you know, probably will play a little bit of power play time. But you, ne- you never know. You're going to get a really motivated Joe Thornton. Yep. And also, you know, he's a guy who's been a superstar in the league for a long time who oh, knows man. how to get it done. And the other thing is he just had a really long layoff. Right. He didn't go through the... They didn't th- go through the, uh, didn't through go the bubble. through the bubble. Right. Yeah, exactly. Good point. So I'm thinking it could pay off for them, but I, I, it wasn't the move I thought they were going to make. And losing Kapanen, um, you know... I don't know. Not the direction I thought the Leafs should head. Right. But How if, about yourself? Well, you if, 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 well, if the Leafs ever do win one, yeah. and it's with Joe Thornton. I mean, come what, on. What, what was a going to be, story. Yeah, sure. What was going to be, a, you know, a massive explosion yeah. will be, you know, even even more so. Exactly. No, you're totally right. And um, it could happen. I mean, yep. they're close. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah. My, uh, my other question now, uh, not the moves, mm-hmm. but the draft. The draft. Yes. And uh, again, I think the uh, two big stories mm-hmm. from it was uh, the o- number two overall pick yep. was Quinton Byfield. Yeah. And any other year, he might have been a number one pick. Right. And the, uh, the highest drafted black player. Yeah. Uh, highest Sudbury Wolf, I believe, as mm-hmm. well. Yep. So, uh, you know, again, talent wins out. You don't get drafted because you're a black player, but yeah. you you get drafted because you're a talented player. Exactly. Uh, but again, it's a, a win for, for the NHL. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, you totally know. agree. And, and, and he might have been a number one over pick if Lafreniere, well, I mean, obviously he was number two. You, you can say you're going to make the argument, but the yeah. argument's easy. But, That's right. But Lafreniere is a special talent. He's a generational type player probably. So. Right. Now, at the same time, yeah. in, the, uh, in the draft, mm-hmm. uh, Arizona. In the fourth round, drafted Mitchell Miller. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, he was uh, only to drop him mm-hmm. after details of a bullying incident came to light. Yes. Yeah. And uh, and any thoughts on? Yeah, uh, on I've that? got a few thoughts on that. You know, I obviously there's going to be a consequence for that action, and I think it's appropriate. Um, in this case, I think it's appropriate. However, I also think that Mitchell Miller is going to get a chance at redemption. Uh, as he deserves to to get one. Um, hopefully, he can you know learn from this. Sure. Uh, you know, grow as a human, grow as an adult, and and come back as a better hockey player because of it. So, you know, not being a fourth round pick and like being dropped, he's he's obviously got the talent. Yeah, like a second round talent maybe. Yeah. And th- this was not a you know this this was no a surprise. Right. To the teams. No, they all knew there was, all knew there was, there was a, something a story going on in, there. Yes, yeah, the there background. were things in the background. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't a surprise to them. And I think, you know, the punishment uh, matches the crime here. And I think, yeah, hopefully does the right things. Right. I mean, and, and it's the idea that uh, everyone has a right to play yeah. in the NHL, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you realize it's a privilege to play. Yeah. Absolutely. More now than ever. Yes, more now than ever. Yeah. Yeah, proper thing. Yeah. Yeah, so again, best of luck to all involved. Yeah, for sure. I hope uh, the story is, uh, we're telling a, you know, a bright a bright story about this at the end of next year, and we see this guy's name in the paper in, yeah. in a good way. Indeed. And uh, one more. Yeah. The, the upcoming season. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Canadian division. Yeah. Yeah, a good idea. Knock on wood. Hope this happens. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be incredible. Hi. I would absolutely love to see an all-Canadian division, no question. Um, if we can pull off, pull off a season at all, right? I think it's it makes sense um, with not crossing the borders and stuff like that. Obviously, it makes total sense. Uh, but I'd also just love to be able to see, uh, you know, a Montreal-Calgary game a little more often, and a yeah. and a Winnipeg-Toronto game on a Saturday night. Like, right. I'd just like to see a little more Vancouver versus. You know, versus uh, versus the Leafs. Like, sure, build the rivalry. I just want to see this this rivalry a little bit more, yeah. rather than it be like a West Coast East Coast thing. I think it'd be great for hockey. Yeah. Now, uh, again, they they did a, a fantastic job pulling it off last time. Yes. Do you? Again, no one knows the future, of course. Yeah. But it, 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 what I was reading was um, they're looking for a you know maybe a mid January start. Mm-hmm. Uh, the NBA is starting. I, they are aiming for Christmas, mm-hmm. which sort of puts a little pressure on. Yeah. And the thing I read was uh, NBC. They're they're planning to hold the Olympics, last year's Olympics this year yeah. in Tokyo. So the idea of having it finished mm-hmm. by the middle of July. Right. Because NBC's rights to the to the hockey is like hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. Yeah, I was just actually reading about that because we just got an email from a friend. We had tickets for events at the Olympics. In, yes, yeah, yeah. From last summer. From last summer. So we still have them available, um, but we have to decide, I guess, if we're going to take a chance and, and go to the Olympics right. or not. But see, I if think that, we'll be, see if that long jump competition is uh, is still waiting for you. See if it's still worth it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Terry, what do you say we get to Goon here? Yeah, you betcha. Yeah, and, incredible uh, movie. Enjo- really enjoyed watching it again uh, Sunday afternoon. Yeah, and uh, and Goon. Well, Chris, if if net worth was the Norma Ray, uh, then Goon is the Rudy of, of hockey movies. There you go. Yeah, if Rudy had been directed by Sam Peckinpah, Cheerfully crass, scatological, ultra-violent, the movie takes an unsentimental yet big-hearted look at perhaps hockey's most controversial figure, the goon. It treads some very thin lines, but succeeds for the most part because it was made with knowledge and affection for both the sport itself and for the men who carved their niche therein by beating each other up. And it's funny. 
Yeah. yeah. If, if Slapshot was called the Hansons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I completely agree. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't remember how funny the movie was, actually. Right. And, and uh, again, you could, tell, you could tell that, that Slapshot was sort of the lodestar. Yeah. They, they were sort of aiming for Slapshot 2.0. Right. And, and, you know, I think the big difference between them, well, there, there, was, there was a few, but the amount of blood... A lot of blood. Oh, man, it's a bloody movie. Some long fights. That's, I, uh, Some long uh, fights. Yeah, yeah. So this movie was actually based on a true story. Yes, yeah, that's right. And, and like Net Worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the difference between those two, the, the, those two movies is the way the source material was used. So uh, in Net Worth, fictional elements were used to further a true story, while Goon used a true story as the starting point to tell a fictional tale. Um, it also kind of calls to mind a couple of infamous incidents from recent NHL history. Goon, the memoir of a minor league enforcer by Doug Smith. It's quite a read. Um, maybe not mandatory, like net worth, but certainly entertaining. And you should check out the cover photo of Smith. Uh, that'll tell you all you need to know. Or, or just his, his uh, photo on his hockey DB page. Okay. Yeah, that'll, that'll let you know what you're in for. Um, again, in the book, Smith drops more names than left hooks. He uh, read it again with hockey DB open. There's rabbit holes galore, uh, featuring some major but mostly minor league tough guy legends like Link Getz. Link Matt, Gates. Link, Link, Link Gates, excuse yeah, me. absolutely. Link Gates. Crazy. Hi. Oh, yeah, I've heard so many stories about this guy. Link Gates, uh, Max Davio, and yep. Frank the Animal Bielowis. Yep. Yeah. Uh, your man, Dennis Bonvi. Of course. Makes an appearance, but yeah. because, of course, he does. Yeah. Dude, I've heard so many stories about Link Gates. He used to play in, like, the senior leagues in the Maritimes, or, like, late in his career. Yeah. Like, West Island, Cape Breton, senior hockey. Um, Newfoundland um, senior hockey, and he would ju- he got kicked out of every league I think he ever played in. We'll be we'll be hearing more about senior hockey yes. here soon. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, tons of stories about that guy. Yeah. So um, does Doug Smith appear in the movie? Well, now sort of. He appears in the credit cookies. Mm, cookies. <laughs> what in the heck are credit cookies? <laughs> right now, when when I go to the movies. Right, I stay in my seat to the very end. Yeah, I let the crowd thin out, and I watch the credits, mm-hmm. including the what they call the below the line credits, the, those odd sounding jobs like gaffer, key yeah. grip, best boy. Yeah, I see what songs were in the movie, see mm-hmm. where it was filmed. I'm a nerd about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now sometimes you'll see short clips, often humorous outtakes or hints at a forthcoming sequel. Those are the credit cookies. And, uh, and here, we get to see clips from four or five Smith fights, mm-hmm. including one from the Charlottetown Civic Center in 1990 against Darwin McCutcheon of the Charlottetown Armor Fence Islanders. The Armor Fence Islanders? Yes, uh, uh, Allen Cup champions. Wow. Yeah, that nice. year? Yes, yeah. So uh, he was uh, through the Maritimes, as we'll see. Uh, Doug Smith is from Hanover, Mass. Okay. Uh, he was a gold glove boxer mm-hmm. who made the decision at age 19 to become a hockey fighter. He'd never skated. Uh, he played 60 games over 10 years from 1988 to 98, uh, 20-some with the Carolina Thunderbirds in the East Coast Hockey League, mm-hmm. then around 30 with the Miramichi Gagnon Packers in the New Brunswick Senior Hockey League. That led to three single-game appearances in the AHL and another in the I. So the movie depiction is sort of a combination uh, between the level of the ECHL, when his, uh, he's with his hometown Orangetown Assassins, and then he moves on to the AHL, kind of with the uh, Halifax Highlanders. Uh, so from that resume, 
The filmmakers craft the story of Doug Glatt, an underdog slash outsider who comes in and inspires a ragtag bunch of has-beens, never-wases, and ne'er-will-bees with his passion, his determination, and his willingness to bleed. And more importantly, make others bleed. Yeah. Yeah, he faces down his nemesis. He gets the girl. It's a story we've all seen before, uh, although maybe not with this much blood and I f***ed your mother joke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So was uh, Doug Smith's character is so dumb in this I, movie. <laughs> like how, how close do you think it could be actually to being per- portraying the actual Doug, oh, sorry, Doug Glatt is portraying Doug, Doug Smith. Smith. Yes, yeah, no. And uh, again, to the man's credit, uh, he was more concerned. Doug Smith was much more concerned when they, when they optioned the book to make it into a movie. He was much more concerned with how the hockey action was going to look. Right. You know, so in anything that's based on a true story, mm-hmm. you know, liberties are going to be taken. Right. Yeah, I, I think the movie makes Doug a man-child yeah. for a couple of reasons. You know, he reminds me of Chris... Chris Pratt's uh, character from Parks and Rec. Hi. He's that level dumb. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah good analogy. Yeah. Yes, and and I think, again, there's a couple of reasons why they chose to do that. Uh, one, because he's not callous, but courteous and self-effacing, we, the audience, can feel good uh, rooting for someone who spends most of his time kicking the <laughs> shit out of others. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but see, he's not a bully, right? He's just a guy trying to find his place in the world, albeit in an unconventional way. Now, second, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. The idea of the capital I, Innocent, is a cornerstone of the comedy of Judd Apatow. And co-writers Evan Goldberg and Jay Baruchel are both Apatow acolytes. Goldberg did Knocked Up, Superbad, Pineapple Express, mm-hmm. some big movies there, right, with Apatow. And, and Baruchel, the TV show, Undeclared and other projects. So Goon is a movie where one of the lessons is women make you grow up but bros forever, yo. And the style was loose and improvisational with heavy doses of raunch and swearing, which are also hallmarks of Apatow comedies. Now, despite that lineage and the presence of some well-known actors, this is not a Hollywood movie. It's not, Terry, and why is that? No, well, and again, to start with, Goldberg is from Vancouver and Baruchel from Toronto. The entire cast of this movie with two exceptions, are all Canadian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you catch the Trailer Park Boys cameo? They were working behind the scenes. That's exactly yeah. right. I yeah. saw Ricky right away. <laughs> yeah, bubbles <laughs> without, behind a computer. Yeah, bubbles without the glasses. Yeah, is a little, you have a to little, look for yeah, him. But as soon as I saw Ricky, I'm yeah. like, there's got to be more. Indeed, and yeah. you were right. Yeah. And, uh, and again, uh, it could have used more Eugene Levy. Yeah, of course, always. Uh, yeah, any movie with Eugene Levy could use more Eugene, <laughs> more Eugene Levy. Eugene Levy, yeah. Yeah, you know, he, right. yeah, this was one where he, he let his eyebrows do most of the acting here. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but, but again, always a welcome presence, right? Yep. Uh, a couple others maybe that uh, uh, Marc-André Grondin was uh, Xavier Laflamme. Laflamme. Yeah, and he, uh, he remains, again, a busy uh, actor in both uh, English and French okay. television. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Kim Coates was the coach. Yep. And, uh, Take from Sons. Yeah, from Sons that's exactly Anarchy. right. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan, but yeah, there it goes. Yeah. When I was looking he's at this, a lot of things. Yeah, I was looking yeah. at it. He brings that certain. I could see how he'd be good. I never watched Sons of Anarchy. Oh, he's great. Yeah, but I could see, you know, he, even though he had the tie on here, yeah. he had that hardcore. Ruthless. Ruthless look on, yeah. underneath. Well, it yeah. totally fits that character. Yeah, well put. Yeah. And uh, the... Um, a, a quick word maybe too of uh, Alison Pill who played Eva. Yes. And... and Again, to this movie's credit, um, you know, she was a much more better developed character than you usually find the girl, the woman in the hockey movie, mm-hmm. right? They, they gave her a little more depth, a little more they to did. do, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. 
And uh, getting around now, what did you think uh, of Jay Baruchel? I just, he's over the top. He's just right. so, but that's his comedy. And he's always been like that. Right. Um, I didn't watch his show. Um, I, I did go back and watch some clips of it. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's just one of those guys where you're going to love him or hate him because he's right in your face. Right. Yeah, yeah. indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Well put. I, I, again, he's, he stars as, as Doug friend, Pat. Yeah. And you know, as you're right, I, I find him a little more uh, as an actor, more of an acquired taste. Yeah, totally yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. Now, when, like I say, here he's supposed to be a mass hole. Yeah. Right. He's supposed to be a homeboy from Boston's Burbs. Yeah. Yeah. So he should sound like he's in Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. You know, my boy's wicked smart. Yeah. Let's leave this bar. Yeah. Go to the car. Yeah. Get some Dunkins. See, a game, see a game at the garden. <laughs> exactly. Right. But but the accent, you know, no. it sort of comes and goes. Yeah. It's there for a little, and then and then he loses it. He right? totally forgets that he was. He is was exactly right. With that yeah. Accent. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That it should be a should be a townie. Yeah. Maybe so. that's when the Canadian budget comes in. Uh, Couldn't do well, too many retakes. Now there you go. Now Canadian content. Financing agreements. Yeah. Uh, the Canadian government helped pay for this movie. Yeah, that meant that only two cast members could be imports, and both agreed to work for scale. That's for, like a hockey team rule. Well, You're yeah, indeed, two yeah, imports. that's exactly right. <laughs> You're exactly right. And 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 the the two actors they work for scale for right. less money because right. because they they like this project. Uh, the first was uh, Sean William Scott mm-hmm. as Doug the Thug Glatt. Mm-hmm. Um, Apatow regular. Seth Rogen was initially attached. Can you imagine that? Uh, he would have, you know. I think he would have pulled he, it off. I think he would have pulled it off, yeah. sure. Now, Sean William Scott, he bulked up here. He, yeah. was, he was a good size. And uh, he seems to do smug douchebags, you yeah. know, Stifler and American yeah. Pie, uh, and lovable lunkheads yeah. well. So this, this was right in his comfort zone, right? Totally. Yeah. Now, he's also supposed to be a, a townie from Massachusetts, mm-hmm. right? And he doesn't even try. No, nope, not accent, at all. Right? Yeah. No. He sounds like Lenny from Of Mice and Men, you know, <laughs> telling me about the rabbits, George. I like my beans with ketchup. So, I mean, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah and, I'm, and I'm not nitpicking with those accents. I, yeah. I have a point coming, yeah. coming up here. Um, again, Scott's from Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, never played hockey growing up. So that poor skating, uh, there's not too much acting going on there. No, yeah, totally. Yeah, but again, familiar didn't with the put game. put in too much time learning how to skate. Right, yes. You know. But I, I also think that's a little bit, little bit of like an exaggerated low blow towards the, the enforcer. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Again, I, I like a lot of this yeah. over the top. Over Ex- the top. Exaggeration. Yeah. The fact that he could, he really couldn't skate. Yeah. He couldn't even make it to the face-off circle. Yeah, but again, in truth, though, Doug Smith at the start, yeah. he really couldn't skate. Yeah, so he's yeah, exactly. Well, was yeah. it that bad? Uh, by the by the time that. by the time he got got, on, in got on got into the game, yeah. he was he was competent. He didn't come right out of the stands and play the next night. He and and <laughs> again, he he's on record as saying, you know, please don't pass the puck to me. Right, right. It's one of those that the puck came a couple of times and took the stick right out of his hands. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. he he knew he, he was playing a role and right. he knew what it was. So yeah. how about the other import? Yeah, now that's uh, that was uh, Liev Schreiber as yep. Ross the Boss Ray. Uh, Keith Sutherland, Keanu Reeves, Viggo Mortensen, they were considered at, at some point for the role. Now, Schreiber is, without a doubt, the most accomplished actor in the cast. He uh, won a Tony Award as Ricky Roma in uh, Glengarry Glen Glenn Ross, a Broadway revival of, of that play, and uh, now seen on Showtime as the fixer, Ray Donovan. Uh, the filmmakers sent him to a hockey boot camp for five weeks to work on his skating and fighting. And while he said he did not base the character on any real player, he was channeling Bob Probert yeah. with the tape around the wrists. Yeah, that's that's who he, he 
you know, he, he looked in, in the research for the role, he looked through all the, you know, uh, uh, enforcers past and present. For sure. You could definitely yeah. see it too. Yeah. And, and he needed again, a little more flow. He needed a little more mullet going on. There well, I'll, I'll, man, I'll tell you, but that Lemmy from Motorhead stash, that was, that, that was, you know, that was perfect. <laughs> the Lemmy stash. The Lemmy stash and, yeah. and yeah. the accent, his accent. His accent. Was perfect. Really good. He well, had, he's a Tony Award winning actor. Well, and I mean, he had his, you know, he had his A's down, eh? Yeah. Yeah, he sounded, he was from Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I really like that scene in the, where they're sitting having coffee together. Well, and again, you can't help but feel that that's, uh, I don't know if it's a, a ripoff, but uh, it, it certainly calls to mind, uh, you know, De Niro and Pacino in Heat. Yeah. And it's the same kind of idea where, yeah. you know, the, that was the first time very famously that those two actors had, had faced off. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, but as far as that scene goes... It's, you know, the, the cop and the criminal, and it's the same sort of thing. If yep. it comes down to it. We're going to have to go. Uh, and, you know. I'm, and I will not hesitate That's right. to, uh, to take you out. So, totally. uh, yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was well done. So how about the director? He's also Canadian, right? And, and Chris, you're right, and, and he deserves attention. Again, a very steady hand at the wheel here, as, uh, which is important. And we'll talk about the great hockey action in, in, a, in, a, in a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Douse is his name, uh, from London, Ontario. And a couple of his earlier efforts, uh, I think he had uh, deserve a mention. Uh, Fubar was his uh, was his first movie, yeah. and it's a Canadian cult classic. Classic, classic. Yeah. Terry and Dean, right? Giver, the Headbangers from Alberta. Uh, you recognize them, absolutely. Yeah, without a doubt. Yep. Yeah, if you don't know them, you've grown up beside them. <laughs> you know, we, <laughs> yeah. we, we've all we've all met Terry and Dean. Yeah, and, I lived in Fubar. Well, of course, right? Yeah. You know, we all moved in and out. You know, through it's not it's not Alberta specific. No, it's it's Canada. Sure. It's Canada specific. Yeah. Uh, his other one, I, I would recommend. It's it's a nice movie. It's called It's All Gone Pete Tong. And I it's, haven't seen that one. Well, it's about a DJ who goes deaf. That's tricky. Uh, yeah, and it is tricky. And uh, yeah, very sweet. A funny a funny film. Film. It's it it's you can see how he went from you know the the pure indie feel of. Of uh, of Fubar, and then you know a little more success, a little more money, and uh, Pete Tong looks a little better. And I mean, this is a good looking movie here, right? It is. Yeah. How how did you think Halifax looked ha. in the in the film? Trying to pull the wool over my eyes. There, <laughs> Clever, is ain't you? Yeah. Is yeah. It? My old friend used to tell me it was I was born at night, but it wasn't last night. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, that wasn't. Uh, yeah, that photo of the Metro Center. Yeah. And yeah. was there one other scene where they were on top of Citadel Hill? I, I think there was the there, there was the clip of the harbor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so then, that, that was from up. Of Citadel yeah, I Hill, think so. I think, yeah. yeah. But that's that's the only thing Haligonia, and that was the only thing Haligonia. Yeah. In, and in the, that the movie. funny part was the outside of the arena when they're showing the Metro Center. It's right. huge. Yes. Yeah. And inside, there's like. Ten rows of seating. <laughs> yeah, so you could tell something was something amiss. was 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 awry. Something something was awry. Yeah. So uh, I, again, the uh, the movie was shot in 2010, uh, the fall of 2010, in and around Winnipeg and Portage La Prairie, Manitoba. Uh, it debuted at the 2011 Toronto International Film Festival. Right. So why Halifax? Yeah, I don't know. I the best I can guess is you know maybe a shout out to. Doug Smith's time in the Maritimes right. playing in the New Brunswick Senior Hockey League. Perhaps. Yeah, or yeah, perhaps so they, they... They did, they did, uh, they managed to have that one detail that I noticed where they, when they were, fo- when they were calling each other on their phones, they had the area code right. They had the 902. They had the 902. Yeah. So 
kudos for them to for hitting that detail. Yeah, yeah. They, but uh, you know, they did it on purpose. That, you know, well, it's just that oh, it's the best part of the country, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. I was hoping we'll leave it at that. Yeah, I was hoping you'd be the one to say it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now, and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to trick you here. Yeah. But what about the music in the film? And and again, this is this is another reason why it really called to mind for me, Slapshot. Right. You know, because remember way back when we talked about Slapshot. It was the importance of the movie, of yeah. music in the movie, and and it it plays a role here as well. Yeah, there was yeah. a great soundtrack. The first one of the first songs I noticed was uh, "Money City Maniacs." Yeah, yeah, um, Sloan in there. Sloan. Yeah, um, I noticed. I read that, or I think you you told me that the Littlest Hobo theme was in the there. The Littlest Hobo theme. There's a little, a little. <laughs> that, like when I used to, that was like my. Uh, when I hear that on TV, I would come running. <laughs> I love that show. Oh man! Well, you're not alone, of yeah. course, right? Yeah, and and uh, uh, it starts right off with the uh, with the classical, and and I can tell you that that little bit of classical music playing at the start and throughout mm-hmm. uh, that is uh, that's Nessun Dorma from Turnado by uh, the opera Turnado by Puccini. Uh, I can tell you that because one of the times I rewatched the movie, mm-hmm. I left the subtitles on. And it came it up came flashing. Up to, yes, oh, of course. Yeah. God, when, yeah. Well, when Chilliwack started playing, I didn't need the help. I, right. knew, I knew I was listening to Chilliwack. Right. But yeah, I did not realize I was listening to uh, to uh, Puccini. No, it so, was great. Uh, I, who else was uh, classified? Yes. Yeah. Classified was classified there. So they did have there. some East Coast yeah, representation. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Bruce Coburn. Yep. Yeah. A little, a little known uh, band from the '80s, uh, a punk band from Vancouver, the the Modernettes. Okay. Barbara. Yeah. The Almond. The Almond Brothers. The Almond Brothers. Yeah. 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 So it was yeah. a little, a little gank. Uh, it sounded very too. Canadian. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. and it was uh, like I say, it, it, the music was used enough that mm-hmm. it really, you know, almost played a character by itself. Really helped set the uh, set yeah. the tone, set the mood. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, what about uh, any memorable lines that that we can say here on the air? Yeah. Well, one of my favorite lines was, uh, "My stomach light needs your stomach light." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I think I've been watching too much Parks and Rec lately, uh-huh. and yeah. uh, I just love that character. Yeah. But yeah, yeah just a super dumb, right? But yeah, yeah. Really funny moment. Yeah. D- Doug says to her, uh, says to uh, says to Eva, "Why are you crying? Did you just watch Rudy?" <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, and and again, there's there's no there's no line like old time hockey here. Right. There's no instantly recognizable line, you know, that you can tie to the movie. But like Slapshot, they did make a bit of an effort to balance the slapstick violence with some humor that was more witty, less broad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the stereotypes, you know, the team building, the crazy goalie. Yeah, right. Always you know, a crazy goalie. Always the crazy goalie. You know, and the, and the grizzled vet cap. Yeah. You know, the captain and and the Russians in there. Um, I thought the funniest movie in the line. It belonged to uh, to the play by play man, Rod McCadry. Yeah, Rod uh, McCadry. Yes. Now Kurt Kielbach, uh played that role, and he was the play by play man for the Jets and Coyotes right. from 1982 until 2007. Yep. And at one point, he he remarks in the movie, uh, "Are you there, Doug? It's me, Margaret." Yeah. Yeah. Classic. And, right. Yeah. If if you don't get it, Holly will explain. Holly will explain. Holly explain that yeah. one to you if. if if you don't, uh, if you didn't quite catch it, yeah. I would never be able to guess the quote. The the woman, you got to tell me, Judy Bloom. Judy Bloom. <laughs> There's no way I would have ever known. And you just told me, and I still can't. And you still remember. can't. Hang on, yeah. No, now, it's not. It's not sticking. Yeah. Now, what about a word about the hockey action? All right. Because outstanding. Uh, obviously, one of the yeah, yeah. the best so far. Of um, the movies we've yeah. gone through. Yeah, quite um, possible. The best hockey action. 
Um, it was all about La Flamme. He was, uh, he's such a good skater, you know. He oh, could... all that man did was pirouette and dangle. I know. Uh, you know, it yeah. was, uh, yeah, and, and again, very well shot. Yeah, and I mean, the fact that it was a Canadian movie being shot in Canada, yeah. I think they would have been very disappointed if the hockey action had been up to wasn't up to yeah so i think they got the right right people whoever they got in there to help there yeah they they did the right thing yeah now uh uh there were some nhlers involved right yeah uh one one quick one quick Mm -hmm. point the scene again i think that maybe would caused a lot of controversy was doug stopping the puck with his face you know hi uh that was tough to watch. Yeah. And then the repeatedly smashing him in the face <laughs> and the rebounds, trying to stuff it in. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, that was hard to watch. Yeah. That was, again, that's that was raging bull level. Yeah, totally. Of, of, of blood, right? Next yeah. level. But again, very well shot, you know? Uh, you know, the, 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 uh, from Doug's point of view, mm-hmm. it shows the girlfriend, Eva. Yeah. You know, the slow-mo of the puck. The shot coming through the air. I like yeah. I said, I watched this movie three, four times in the last month, and yeah. I watched that scene once. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I don't mind admitting it. I, I turned away. Yeah, that's a tough one to watch. I turned away. But you're, you're right. There was some NHL involvement to, uh, to, to help with the, uh, you know, to make it realistic. That mm. verisimilitude, our, our word, our oh. ten, yeah, our ten dollar word the from, big one. yeah, from way back again when we were talking about, uh, when we were talking about slap shot. Yeah. Um, Three time Stanley Cup winner Mike Keane. Was the uh, hockey coordinator? He was on that uh, last Habs team. That's right. Right, yeah, to uh, to uh, win the cup, mm-hmm. and he he was the hockey coordinator. Uh, Jerry Gillis, uh, Mike Ricci also had uh, had minor roles. George Larocque had a speaking role. That's right. And now he was ha- in the opening scene. Yeah, he's in the opening scene. Yeah. And and but it's that next scene that he's in, mm-hmm. right when he's fighting with Doug. Yeah. And apparently, this is based on like a real incident. A real incident. Yeah, yeah. With, with a fight with uh, Rytus Ivanins from 2010. That's right. Yeah, where it's like, you know, you want to, you know, okay, for real, good luck, man. Yeah, yeah you were aware of that, eh? Yeah, because this is something that, uh, it was a big story at the time, but if you talk to a lot of any enforcers or guys who've been through this in their careers, they're so respectful to each other, so it's not uncommon. You right. know, good luck, here we go. Yeah. How you feeling tonight? Yeah. C- can you go tonight? Yeah. You know, like a... That's usually what happens. Not a lot of spur-of-the-moment fights, to be honest, that are happening these days. Right, right. Now, the movie also combines uh, another two infamous NHL incidents yes. for introducing Ross Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, when Ray high sticks the opponent to the head and then holds the teary press conf- conference yeah. uh, for when he apologizes for his actions. Uh, an obvious shout-out, I think, to the Marty McSorley high stick on Definitely. Donald Brashear. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the first uh, first trial for an NH player for an on ice incident since 1988, mm-hmm. when it was Dino Cicerelli. Yeah, and uh, McSorley was found guilty of assault with a weapon, 18 months probation, full year suspension. Turned out to be his last game. Yeah, and uh, you know an ignominious end to to what was a, yeah, a totally. good career, right? He did have a great pr- career. He was he, he was he was loved. Yeah, you know, like he 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 played with Gretzky. He was yeah. He was one of those guys that protected him. And yeah, well, moved with Gretzky. That's right. Yeah. So he was there for that reason, and, yeah. and he was loved by everyone. Yeah. That incident just, yeah, like you yeah, said, what ca- a way to end his Yeah, career. it cast a pall. Yeah. And and then the other was uh, was Bertuzzi yeah. and, and Steve Moore. The sucker punch. The sucker punch, right? Mm-hmm. The, the payback for the Moore hit on Marcus Naslund. Yeah. And, you know, Bertuzzi cries at the pref conference. Uh, Moore never played again. That's right. Yeah. Now, also, this movie came out, the timing of it, it came out on the heels 
of the deaths of yeah. NHL enforcers uh, Derek Bugard, mm-hmm. uh, Wade Belak, and Rick Ribbon That's were right. all yeah within like months of one another in uh, you know like only a couple of months before this movie was released. So mm-hmm. the elephant in the room, Chris, mm-hmm. you know, should we be comfortable with the portrayal, with the glorification of violence in the film? Well, I don't think it should be. Everyone's going to be comfortable with it. I don't think you should be. I think it, it it opens up a conversation, though, and it opens up you know some for other people to you know educate themselves about why we have this this fighting in right. hockey and, and where the violence comes from. And you know, y- you can argue it both ways. And a lot there's a lot of different perspectives on this sure. one. I'm for I'm for fighting in right. hockey. Yeah, um, but. It is pretty. It's really violent. This movie. So, yeah, yeah. and like you said, coming off the heels of those those deaths, um, and the way that uh, enforcers were being treated at the time. Right. Yeah, I, a little distasteful maybe, but I mean, it's a movie. Yeah, it, it, I'm sure they they didn't. Uh, you know. If they had it done it any year, you could have said something happened previous. So, That's right. Yeah. I mean, the timing might have been a little bit off, but yeah. I, nothing they could yeah, do. Yeah, a good point. Yeah. Now, there's a there's a documentary um, from 2016 called Ice Guardians. Yes. Uh, yeah, my friend uh, uh, Brian Turner uh, put me onto it. Mm-hmm. And Jay Baruchel appears in that movie. And that movie, it does a good job of making the case that, you know, fighting doesn't cause concussions or problems mm-hmm. it's contact right right uh, hockey or fighting isn't the problem with hockey hockey is the problem with hockey right as the players have 25 gotten 25 mile an hour collisions as they've gotten yeah. bigger faster stronger mm-hmm. and the equipment lighter and and better yeah right these these collisions happen and and this is where this is where uh, you know a lot of the problems come from yeah. I, chris i think goon goon was made by and for people with a working knowledge of the game yeah. And and maybe I think the filmmakers, they knew some people were going to go and wag the finger. Right. Yeah, but but others would realize that like the rest of the hockey action, it was exaggerated. Right. And those people would instead focus on Doug's positive impact on his team. You know, yeah. what what a player like this brings to the table mm-hmm. other than the obvious, other right. than the other than the fisticuffs. And there's also um Canadian Canadian made movie made yep. in Canada. Yeah. Their target audience is going to be Canadians who, who for the most part, understand the game of hockey. That's at, right. You know, at a at a level more than most more than most, most other countries. That's right. Um, so I think that might add something to do with it too. Yeah. Now, all that being said, the uh, the impact of the enforcer seems to lessen. Yes. Every year. Yeah. Um, will Will the goon become extinct? Do you know what? <clears throat> I do think eventually. Yes. Um, I, I don't know how long they're going to keep allowing fighting in hockey. Um, I don't want to see it go, but I can see it going that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's, that could, that could probably happen in the next decade or, 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 you know, around there. But I, I would not like to see the goon, the, the, I'm not going to use the word goon because enforcer is the appropriate Well, well there, 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 there is a difference. Yeah, and again, and that's something that, that the Ice Guardians movie, right. you know, they makes, totally, you know, makes, makes very, yeah. you know, makes very clear. The game was a lot different when these type of fighters were needed. Yeah. Um, the players policed themselves a lot. The yeah. game wasn't called the same way. Right. It wasn't officiated the same way. It wasn't viewed the same way. Right. Um, and, um, yeah, I... Yes, it's going to become extinct. Right, but and, I hope not. Yeah, and well, and and I, I guess I guess my my other question would be, you know, there there's a big difference between the show, mm-hmm. right? There's a big difference between the NHL, even the AHL, mm-hmm. 
and then when you get down into senior hockey, et cetera. Right. Yeah. Do you do you think it ever disappears all the way down the line? I think if it if it disappears at the top, it'll slowly disappear all right. the way down the the crump the, the. Right. What's the What's the expression? The cookies will crumble. <laughs> Shit rolls downhill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because you know, it'll it'll all be about the 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 the, the rule at the top. Yeah. So, and I also think that there are still guys in the game that are at a minor league level that are going to be competing so hard for positions at the top level right. that it's going to take it a while before it fizzles out down there. Yeah, yeah. And this is this is what you said though. It's again as the game evolves. Yeah. There's just doesn't appear to be the room oh. on the NHL rosters anymore. Most teams don't have one. Just don't have. Some of them are lucky that have has that still have has a guy that uh, you know can do both. Right. And can play the game and, right. and be and protect people. Yeah, but I'm you're noticing more and more and more now that it's usually a big defenseman. Right, you're not seeing the uh, of them take up a roster spot up right. front with a, that's, with an enforcer. That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, was the movie successful? Well, no, and yes. <laughs> it yeah, it it earned you know again this this movie. There's you know two ways of looking at uh, at a lot of parts of this film, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, it earned uh, only seven million dollars against a twelve million dollar budget. Mm-hmm. So technically, it was how a, much of that was out of the Canadian government? Well, there you go, right? And it, so it was a flop technically yeah. Yeah. by by Hollywood standards. Now, and Chris, we've talked enough about hockey movies that uh, you know we identify the reasons why they rarely find big mainstream success. Yeah, you know, it's difficult to film. You know, the game remains a bit of a curiosity to many people, but mainly it's violence and language that holds them back. Mm-hmm. And Goon leans into those. It revels in them. The, uh, the movie poster was banned in Toronto and Montreal because Jay Baruchel was in close-up making an obscene gesture. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I just yeah. showed, yeah, we'll not <laughs> say anymore. You, you yeah. go Google it if you're that curious. Yeah, you yeah. can find that. Right. As, as I said earlier, I, I don't think Goon tried to appeal. To, uh, to everyone. No, right? I don't think so either. No, it worked harder yeah. to be appreciated by and relatable to a core group, you know, hockey fans. Yeah. They went looking for cult status and they found it. Mm-hmm. And uh, DVD sales and, you know what, Netflix really helped make that happen. And, and it's interesting, just when, just like uh, Slapshot came out just in time for the VCR and it found a second life there. Right, yeah. Netflix was just gaining a foothold, mm-hmm. and Netflix, of course, is about content. They're, they're making their own now, but mm-hmm. you know, five years ago it was. And Goon went into rotation, and it finds a second life there amongst hockey fans and yeah. and people who just have seen everything else on Netflix. Yeah. So I'll I'll watch this one as well, right? So yeah, it it really helped it along. And uh, again, uh, there's a sequel. There is. There is a sequel. I Goon. haven't watched it. I have. I have, it, I have it queued up. I, I have, and at Goon 2, Last of the Enforcers, and uh, it's better than it has any right to be. Okay. And, and I thought, Chris, at, yep. the, at the start of this, maybe I'd talk about both movies at once, mm-hmm. but it, it deserves its own. Okay. Yeah, Good it deserves its own. Yeah, you know, we, we, you know we'll, we'll get back to it eventually. Yep. And uh, because it's... Like I say, maybe not as good, yeah. and and you know it leans into the more controversial things a little bit. But yeah, I I was I was pleasantly surprised. Perfect. I, I did watch the trailer and I watched a few scenes from it. Yeah, and again, looks pretty gory. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. They is they, it on a similar line? Oh, I you know yeah even even maybe a little more so. Okay. Yeah, but wow. uh, you know, but not not stupid. Right. Yeah, not a stupid movie. Okay. You know, silly, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't I wouldn't go with stupid. The uh, uh, you know, so by by that yardstick, also um, quickly they're they're talking about a goon three, 
Now, yeah. Trilogy. Trilogy. Taking now, on the mighty ducks in, here. <laughs> there you go. Now it's it's just that's just talk. Yeah. Right. So yeah, but but by yard, that yardstick, uh, you know, goon goon has been you know uh, extremely successful. Right. Yeah. So uh, to sum it up, uh, goon worked. You know, and 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 a big reason for that, I think, is it didn't try to punch above its weight. Man, pun intended. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't take itself seriously, uh, but it took the game and those who play it seriously. And there's an honesty and respect here that shines through some of the some of the more over the top antics. Absolutely, couldn't agree more. Well yeah. said. Got anything else to add to that, Terry? Nah, I think we nailed it. I agree. That was across the pond, and that's a wrap. Thank you, thank you, thank you to our amazing sponsors: the China Hockey Group, AccessoryHouseGlobal.com, Yardley Brothers Beer, Wheel Hub Asia, The Big Bite Restaurant. Sunset Studio and Print House Limited. And a giant thank you to my producer Andy Zombathy who makes us sound great week in and week out. And of course, Mr. Paul McLean who makes everything happen here at the studio. Folks, check out our website at acrossthepondhk.com. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at acrossthepondhk.